This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. I'm Kevin. I, I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? Some of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show, I'm Genesee. And I'm <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Carry on. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian on a 30-second delay. <sighs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, August 10th, and this is episode 68 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Lots of things have happened in the Minotaur City area uh, in the last couple episodes, um, and I'm going to let Tanzian catch us up on exactly where we are right now. So Dungeon Master, you are a go. Just as a brief administrative note, uh, both Mithrin and I are under the weather, so there may be periods of time where there's some funky editing due to coughing or whatever. Uh, please bear with us. And uh, as Anataria mentioned, the party was able to gauge the mm, rough defensive level of the front gates to the seven-pillared hall, entered and saw the half-sun, half-moon that was suspended from a giant chain from the center of the ceiling above the city. Mithrin, as far as uh, your mental memory goes, just kind of picture a perfect sphere, half light, half dark, and where the two meet, there's a brief period of dawn and a twilight accordingly, and it just kind of rotates. So there's definitely a lot of magic. There's a wide central um, causeway through the center of the city. And on either side, the collection of buildings and everything is so ramshackled and huge that it actually does resemble a maze, aptly enough. The party's been escorted inside and is no longer in possession of the flag, well, what the party believes to be a flag, but is, uh, I think through some roles last week, determined that it's each flag or something of the, the like is a license of some sort involving the city. Each of those runes on the, on the material are apparently some sort of identification number. So having been escorted in, the party has been presented with the, uh, the night and day orb. And let's pick up from there because I think that's where we left off you're still with your individual escort. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, 
<laughs> I'm drawing a mind blank already. <laughs> Leave your escort alone. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pickpocketing the escort. No. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Not that early. Um, yeah, okay. So we're sort of... We're Approach the front gates here. We're uh, we've already been admitted into the city, so mm-hmm. um, um, I guess we sort of I guess depart from the 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 guide and and make our way into the city. I don't think the guide is in a uh, condition or state to let you wander off yet. Um, there's. The respect that you've earned from the previous episode is still in effect, but you kind of get the feeling that there might be sort of a second stage coming up. Um, okay. But it seems like there there's going to be another uh, period of movement here, and you're going to go somewhere else. But is there any initial reactions to either the orb or the layout of the city... Um, you sort of see that your one method of egress is now behind you. What kind of would be going through your mind as far as, aside from the fact that there's probably a ton of artifacts or... Um, other than that, I think I wouldn't be too surprised at the fact that they've got a, like a, an enchanted orb to simulate night and day. I mean, we're underground and... There needs to be a distinction between the two types of trade that go on in the city, um, one being darker than uh, than what usually one is accustomed to. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm. I guess I'm sort of marveling just at the fact that they managed to build the underground. Um, but other than that, I'm not too. You know, it, it seems like any other city to me. Cesar? Um, uh, sort of just what Thorne said, actually, is what I was thinking, in, in a sense, marveling at, at the uh, engineering behind constructing such a city. And he's actually maybe trying to take a look more specifically to see if, um, you know, does it appear to be man-made completely? Is it, you know, piggybacking off of a, uh, a previous, you know, natural uh, cavern within the, the Earth? Uh Sort of how is the the weight of the basically the ceiling supported and things like that, as well as to see uh, if he can. It does it mainly seem to be all on one level? Does there seem to be lower levels? And uh, okay. basically, uh, you know, things like that. And I believe you're still under a certain sense of giddiness, so your your line of questioning is entirely uh, within line. There okay. appears to be uh, the potential for multiple levels. Okay. In fact, uh, you're on not the highest, but one of the higher overlooks. Um, Is it like a like a pit kind of? Mm, it's sort of a terrace down into the actual city. There's there's various levels down, probably okay. about six levels down, right. and then it opens up onto that broad causeway. And for the scale of things. Many, many giants or dragons or large creatures could actually traverse side by side this central um, causeway, central street. Okay. okay. Out of the corner of your eye, sort of bobbing at a reasonable distance, 
There appears to be some sort of orb with what appears to be uh, tendrils or something sticking out of the top of the hmm. orb. Okay. And it's just kind of floating along as if going somewhere. All right. Is it what is it what uh, what size is it roughly? Uh probably be, if it was up close probably pretty big. Okay. Um it does appear to have a large mouth. Okay. And does appear to have uh at least one large eye. May I make a uh, and I'm. I think I know what it is. I think, but I'm going to do a check just to confirm it, if I may. I'd like to roll. Uh, what's my best stat for this? Um, I'll have to roll history because my streetwise is terrible. Um, to see whether it's actually yeah okay eighteen plus four okay so it's a twenty two. I want to see whether it's is it a beholder. Would your character have knowledge of that sort of creature? Yes. Um, given that my people are a tribe that travel a fair amount, um, they would have been to you know, a few encampments, few cities, large cities at that, um, mm-hmm. and that they're commonly used for patrolling because of their excellent sight, believe it or not. Um, okay. Yeah, yes, uh, we you, you, we would have knowledge of these these strange beasts that are that are basically balls with eyes. Yes, you you would determine that this is indeed a beholder, and a rather large one. Uh, but it does not appear to be on an attack vector to your party. Okay, it sort of has a almost casual nonchalance about its movement, but it is. Um, bobbing, you know, f- sort of floating along, bobbing from one level to another as if going somewhere. Just imagine a beholder <laughs> strutting down the street. Has a little yes. top hat on. Yeah. <laughs> like a sir. <laughs> and speaking of like a sir, uh, I see that the co-GM, Freddy, has uh, joined into the lap, and you should start hearing the purring soon in the audio podcast. Mithrin. Yo. Being the other sir. Uh, I think that as we're entering the city, I'm going to be primarily concerning myself with trying to remember landmarks on my way in so that I can find my way out. Okay. So I'll be, you know, looking for like, okay, that shop, you know, blue door or, you know, whatever, just like little landmarks to kind of create a path so that I can find my way back out. Uh... What's your sort of wisdom and intelligence levels? You don't, you don't uh, necessarily have to give numbers, but how would you quantify someone coming from your character's background suddenly um, being would, thrust into the middle of Paris and New York and Chicago all rolled into one? I'm not going to be great at it, but the thing is I will rec- be able to recognize um, things that are, are familiar to me, such as like, oh, there's a butcher shop there. Or, okay, or there's there's the blacksmith. I'm not going to recognize. Oh, that's where you go and get all of your alchemy done, or anything like that. But I would be able to, you know, recognize, you know, simple objects and be able to put them into order. So. Okay. Do you have any streetwise skill? Streetwise skill. That's a good question. Um, uh, not really. No, it's pretty low. Okay. That's fine. And Zanatari. Hmm. I. Th- 
think Xanatari would be slightly intimidated by the fact that we're underground because we've spent so much time uh, in the open sky and my home uh, where the Kalashtar is not underground either. So, so I'd be a little bit intimidated by all the rock and uh, I guess I'm, I'm wondering as we're walking if we're seeing these shops that um, Mithrin's talking about, like are we seeing stalls and stands like as we go by or is it just pretty bare like what kind of scenery is right there? now where you're at you're on sort of a flat overlook level where a defensive force or an attacking force if it was doing a counterattack, could marshal or uh march into the city or out of the city hmm. so you're on this sort of here's the landing the stairs are now going down into through these terraces down you know into the city proper you could see what appears to be from your vantage point down onto the quote-unquote floor, or what appears to be the floor. Uh, you can see that there are stalls laid out along the central um, causeway. And due to your affinity to weather, being the storm god, there are what appear to be clouds wow. near the top of the... Um, ceiling. Okay. So there, there's some sort of whether natural or otherwise a degree of a weather pattern. Excellent. Okay, um, I guess I'm, I'm curious as to where they're going to take us. Uh, they haven't mm -hmm. appeared threatening so far and we still have our weapons and all of our gear. Um, but uh, our purpose for going to the Minotaur City was kind of to discover the where the drow were from, and uh, to maybe talk about the minotaurs that visited mm -hmm. um, our town. So I guess I'm just going to keep my eyes open and, and wonder about their reaction to Bert, because nobody said anything about Bert yet. Okay. Do you have Bert out in, in floating, or not yet? I, don't, I didn't know I could put Bert away. <laughs> can I put Bert away? <laughs> yes, you can put Bert away. Okay, then I would have him away. Okay. Uh... I'm going to say that everybody has seen um, at least what appears to be that orb. So far, the only one that would have knowledge of it, I believe, would be uh, Thorn. Unless uh, Mithrin wants to make an example of that, or uh, I would have Cesar, never Cesar seen might one. want to chime in from somewhere where he may have seen one. Hmm. He's pretty. He was pretty well sheltered. He may have. Notice maybe something in a book, but it's it's not necessary. All right. As Inatari mentioned, uh, you still have all of your equipment. You still have your steeds and uh, your arms. None of these are checked or at the point uh, um, searched. However, he's tied. Yes, peace tied, uh, check for contraband, that sort of thing. You do get uh, sort of strange looks from the merchants. Um, there's a, a wagon train that's heading out for you guys are you know unknown, but also you're entering the city and you're entering the city extremely light. Mm. You know you don't have really anything with you, so either. Either you're one of those uh, couriers that might have, you know, the interesting nugget in a satchel somewhere that's worth more than, you know, five dragon hordes combined, or 
wow, isn't it kind of sad that uh, the you know the neighborhood is getting kind of <laughs> you know the wrong element in it? What's the um, what's the breakdown in terms of uh, different races that we're seeing? You are seeing quite a lot. Um, you're seeing everything from giants to uh, elves of different kinds, humans, dwarves. You're seeing quite the mix. Are, are there a lot of Minotaur? Um, there are quite a lot of Minotaur. They okay. do not seem to be, at least in this point in time, the primary group here. Okay. There um, are some darker-skinned beings as well. Okay. But there's there's quite a lot of uh, mixing. The the giants that you mentioned are they the size that we encountered? In the field, are mm. they of that scale? They're of that scale. There's also uh, a couple different kinds. Okay. Um, some of this you're seeing at distance. Some of these, um, you know, the the wagon train that's passing. There's actually a couple elves working with the dwarves. Uh, it seems in parallel instead of the usual. Mm-hmm. Somewhat tension that tends to kind of run in those circles. Yeah. So it, it seems that there's mm, maybe a detente, maybe just, you know, the money's that good that some people can put their, uh, you know, dislikes ahead of the almighty payday. There's, there's something going on here that is keeping the mix. But it doesn't. You don't get the feeling that there is an immediate uh, charge in the air, like there's about to be a riot. Okay. So you're you're not kind of walking down through uh, Compton or whatever. <laughs> the minotaurs that you are with uh, give you a couple minutes to do your uh, stunned yokel, uh, slack jawed yokel looks around the city before um, pointing you forward. And again, it's it's a kind of a polite motion, but uh, kind of clear that you're going to go where they're going to take you. But there's uh, your motion along. Does anybody care to resist? No, no thanks. I don't really notice. Mm, Still looking nope. around. Anything, uh, Xanatari? No, um, there's no reason to resist at this point. You are brought down to the, uh, almost bottom terrace before the main city opens up. And you are heading in the direction of what appears to be a fabulously wealthy, not only like a mansion, but if there was a municipal building or uh, a library or just, you know, some sort of great public building on steroids, (laughs) that's what you would be heading 
towards. Um, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of uh, stall traffic. Either stalls present for selling stuff or people coming and going to buy. In fact, the entire building is um, surrounded by minotaurs that have uh, the same garb as the ones escorting you, armed with pole arms, <laughs> and they appear to be actually a heavier breed of minotaur. Hmm. But they, they, are, they are clearly providing guard to this building. Okay. Anyone have any observations or otherwise that they would like to make before entering into the ring of minotaurs? By the way, the, the minotaurs are facing half in and half out. So some are facing towards the building. It's an alternating kind of zipper effect. So they're guarding something inside from coming out as well as something from the outside coming in. Potentially. It might just be some kind of crazy dichotomous religion. Who knows? You know, look <laughs> at their little orb up there. It's half one thing, half the other. They you do this thing, they look halfway this way, half the other. You know, sometimes it's lunch, sometimes it's breakfast. If you're it, born in the you first half of the year, you face east. If you're born in the yeah, second half, you face west. Who knows? Yeah, they're minotaurs. They're, they're all little, you know. And so uh, I'm just going to, I'd say, let's just continue on. I don't you know. Okay. I don't see any reason for it, you know. I don't. <laughs> okay. Then you are brought before a very large minotaur who kind of eyeballs each of the guards and no words are again expressed by your uh, chaperones, shall we say. And this minotaur steps aside and allows you all to pass. There's uh, the building as you get closer becomes more and more exquisite. I mean, there's fine detail in the gold work. You know, the the columns appear wrapped with gold, but as you get closer, Beautiful you see that there's actually images. You know, stamped into it. The brass is perfectly polished. It's it's beautiful. Oh, diggity, we're gonna say the wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna ask the wizard for a heart. As I'm you continue to head to the door, is there anything that any of you wish to do? Attack the gods viciously. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Cesar? Go ahead. Um, no, just okay. taking it in. Xanatari? I want to roll an insight because I'm curious if all of this grandeur is Minotaur made or if this is something that they like outsourced. Okay. I guess I'm trying to say I want to know if this is the native people that built this underground city or if they're just inhabiting it. Okay. There is such a collection of beings within this city that 
to call something like this a, a native population would be really hard to do. It's clear that this building perhaps predates the Minotaurs, but that there is enough surrounding uh, work done that there is a Minotaur influence that has been later put upon the building. But there is a greater... It seems like each large group that has at some point in time perhaps controlled or had sway over the city has had some sort of mark or impact upon this building. But in each case, instead of being a discorporate collection of changes, they all blend in really, really nicely. Okay. It's a democracy. More of a <laughs> homogeny of uh, near perfection. So each time someone has taken ownership of this building, they've added to what's already been there. Yeah, previously. or you know, maybe maybe the you know the first group wrapped a column in gold. Second group came by and said, "Hey, you know what? I'd like to draw something on that." The next group that comes by, uh, you know, deep down, your grandmother's wallpapers there somewhere. Is that what you're yeah, to say? yeah, so pretty pretty much. The lead, you know, the lead paint is under many many more layers. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the asbestos is the bestos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to roll a dungeoneering check to see whether I can identify any sort of, like, secret panels or, uh, like, hidden tunnels, exits, etc. that okay. might have been built into the walls. Uh, that's a 25? Yeah. Okay. 10 plus 15. Yeah. Your eyes, as you try and take in um, this building seem to spy far, far too many potential secret doors, entrances, and exits. It's, uh, <laughs> it's made of gold and a thousand secret doors. It's like heaven, Thorn. Yeah, basically. So um, if, you're, if you're too young to uh, know what the following statement is, go ask your parents. But <laughs> if, you're if you're familiar of, with the, uh, the old Laugh-In show... Oh. Yeah, uh, I got it. Yep. All right. Wherever, yeah, where yeah. everybody sort of had, you know, their doorway, they come popping door, out of it. Yep. it. Just any angle. Yep. Yeah. Thorn, to you, this is like the the rogues' palace of uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. You know, or maybe, oh or maybe my God, there there are there are, <laughs> there, there are escape doors for escape doors. I'm gonna go sit in front of the band. For us younger, uh, us younger people, think of the final thing in Legends of the Hidden Temple, with all the different hidden ways and doors and places where bad guys would pop out. And for those of the middle age, <laughs> go think of an old Scooby-Doo episode where they're running between the six different doors and coming out a different door for each door. It's awesome. And if you and want to go in between have... those, think of like the Muppet Show. No. At the beginning of the Muppet Show, when they're all in the different arches, but instead of the arches, they can be doors. And knowing is half the battle. We're so clear on what it looks like. Yeah, there's lots of doors. Anybody else want to roll dungeoneering? Sure. No, no, Mine it's confusing sucks. enough already. Who wants to roll a, a dungeoneering? I'm, I'm trained in dungeoneering. I have a plus twelve. Okay. Twenty-two. Cesar. What? This place is just 
an amazing feat of engineering. There is gizmos. There are whirling locks. Yeah, who sits and what sits galore? Oh yes. <laughs> let's just break. Let's let's just break it down to that. There's a who's it's and there's a what's it and then there's another who's it and another what's it for that who's it and is, what's it. Is there a whatchamacallit? Is it thingamabobs? There are more whatchamacallits that you can actually call it and then still wonder what the hell it is. How about a gigaw? Um, I think you bought those out in the other uh, oh, town, okay. so I think you're you're good. But this this is a marvel of engineering and it is like the playhouse for your sort of artificer class. Okay. Can we buy this house? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No. Can we, Anybody else? Can we forgot. On? Okay. <laughs> no, we're clear. Clear on the area. Very Moving clear. forward, uh, you pass through the doorways. There is no sizzle of magic. There is not a complex warding procedure to unlock the airlock and you know, just kind of weird things where Vader suddenly comes pouring out the door. Have to walk yeah. past a huge row of bulky steroid minotaur. Yeah, you know, but it probably beats having to uh, sail a boat past two large statues that zot and beam you like in uh, yeah. the never-ending story. So yeah. never take the growl past the seal. No, 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 Elsa, Elsa. <laughs> but in this case, you already have. You already took Thorn out of his house. <laughs> yeah. Thorn? But you can't take the house out of Thorn. Nope. Mm. Thorn? Yes. As you're passing through, uh, you happen to notice that there are no security systems on the door itself. In terms of somebody goes running by, flips a switch, suddenly there's a trap there. Mm. Okay. You know. That's handy to know. Yeah, it is. I'm writing it down. Mm hmm. Okay. And Cesar, as you go walking by, you happen to notice that there is no mechanism for someone to flip as they go running by. But there is still a whole lot of engineering and uh, wonderful gears. Uh, I bet those doors open like silk. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. The world with the sweat of gladiators. <laughs> Who has that job? <laughs> That's a, I'm the gladiator a, sweat collector. Yeah. <laughs> and thus we now know what the origin of the squeegee was. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Probably why it's effective at the gas station. Mm -hmm. Alright, so um, as you enter, the building contains but one room. It's a large room. Yeah. About 100 by 100 in size feet. Is it the one room squares. to rule them all? Is it circular? Nope. No. It is square. Cesar, for your eye, it is a perfect square. Okay. It's a there trap. Is, there is not a, a single trap that you see, Thorn. In Cesar. It's a trap. The yeah. workings for the environment within this building. Quite interesting. Um, seems to take uh, fresh air from the outside in, and uh, vice versa. I'd like to use my uh, passive perception. Are there any windows in this room? How far underground are we? 
you are, uh... I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Go ahead, Thorne. <laughs> That's a legitimate question. They still need windows in a, in a, in a house underground. Go, 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 ahead and, go ahead and roll your, uh, your perception. Alright, then. I roll a 18. Uh, Thorne, as you go by, you do notice that there are a few very perfect... Uh, well-proportioned windows, uh, suitable for perhaps escaping through or diving through if one of the other uh, 16 or so secret doors near each window uh, wasn't enough to suit your fancy and you wish to be dramatic. Um, however, you, you do see uh, out of the corner of your eye, um, as you eye over one particular window, you do happen to notice that there uh, is a, a slender rod of what appears to be iron in the slender window. rod of iron in, in the window? Yes. In um, the and it look And it looks like um, it is uh, secured into mortar. So it is Compton. <laughs> secured in mortar. Mordor? Yeah. Not Mordor. No. No. <laughs> no. When, when does that simply, simply simply work into mortar? <laughs> yeah. Into mortar. Okay. Wait, so, um, is, is it just a single bar in one window, or is it in every window? Well, when you look back, there's there's nothing there. There's just a perfect window. Uh, Trixie windows. Mm. Writing it down. Trixie and false. Mm. <laughs> We're seeing things here, folks. I'm tripping balls. Alright. Sitting at a smallish desk uh, in a rather uh, splendid looking chair. Uh, the desk itself is well crafted. In the center of the room is a uh, well-dressed sort of in perhaps the Persian style uh, gentleman. Not and a Mm-hmm. Nope, not a, not a minotaur. Uh, human. Uh, fairly well-portioned. Uh, kind of dark-skinned, but not, you know, level of drow. Uh, clearly human. And standing next to it is a... Uh, another human. This one far less regally dressed, but, uh... Hmm. More on the Egyptian motif of not... Slave, not pharaoh, but someone of station. Like a and vizier, a president. They're holding the, the this other person is holding a tray of what appears to be uh, fruit with a goblet of uh, some liquid in it. So, sort of standing behind, you know, your typical. You walk in. There's the Colombian drug lord with you know somebody behind it. And yep. so, yeah, Colombian drug lord with snacks. Some guy with some yes. Oreos. Yeah, like Ray juice box. There are. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Have some juice box. <laughs> there are two uh, large minotaurs, armed, standing just behind those two creatures. <coughs> I mean, those two creatures are standing just behind the the people. And uh, there is a large box. What's in the box? Further behind. 
Uh, Why did just fake my curiosity? Well, I just, you know, it is the seven pillared hall. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) What's in the box? What's in the box? Cesar? What? Rome? Being a wonder of engineering Mm. and a plaything. Uh, the it should be noted that the box does not have a wind crank That's or good. anything else along those lines for sudden you know jack in the box fun and enjoyment. Okay. Pop goes the drow lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you are brought before the uh, before the the gentleman sitting who takes a moment to, perhaps is meditating, whatever, takes a moment to focus his gaze upon the party. Did you mention his race? Human. Okay. Oh. Oh. That's totally what I just saw. I just saw that. Like, in his round ball thing, communicating with Emperor Palpatine. But, like, Persian armor. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The person that he focuses on first is Thorn. With sort of a, you know, faintly raised eyebrow. And sort of leans forward and looks at your uh, chaperone. Chaperoning Minotaur. The Minotaur looks between the gentleman sitting and the uh, thorn and nods before being pointed away. Mm. The Minotaur, uh, even without an insight, appears to be greatly relieved to be ordered away. Perhaps all the goring that happened, uh, the diplomacy checks and so forth, was a bit much. But this is pers- This is definitely to the Minotaur a person of great standing or respect that perhaps should not even, you know, maybe not even his eyes should even have been looking at this this human. Um, and, you know, if you kind of get the feeling like if he doesn't get out of Dodge quick enough, uh, he's going to get killed. So, uh, Thorn, Chaperone, beats feet. The party is then, each in turn, inspected briefly. And similarly, the remaining Minotaurs are ordered away, except for the ones remaining behind. No argument is given from your Chaperone, and they are gone quickly. Okay. Any reactions from the party or anything that they wish to do at this point in time um, at this juncture? Have the uh, the gentleman and the fruit-bearing what's-his-face, have they uh, actually looked at us at all, or have they been pretty much negligent of our presence? Oh, no. Each of you, each of you has been looked at. Okay. And then then w- the Minotaurs have seemed to have vouched for the yes, you're supposed okay. to be standing. Right. Okay, well then I will uh, greet them. I will say, you know, hello. Uh, 
I am Mithrin. Uh, who are you, and and uh, are you the leaders of this city? The gentleman turns and looks at Mithrin and regards him not coolly, but uh, you know, not unfairly at the same time, and he goes. Mithrin of where? And that away. No, <laughs> no. I, I would say I, I would actually say uh, I'm where I am from is uh, my own business, but uh, my name is enough. Hmm. Soon, perhaps we shall see, because soon it will be all of our business to conduct business. That's a very intricate sentence. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it, but you still don't get to know where I'm from. So, uh, are you leaders of the city or what? No, but I'm here to take a certain accounting of things. Ah, uh, they're accountants. Cesar? <laughs> provide, to provide an assessment. You could trust these guys. Care to the firm piece of the city. At which point he sort of reaches over and takes one of the what appear to be grapes from the bundle and uh, kind of rolls it around in his fingers. Um, you know, never actually just eats it, but he just kind of like rolls it around. Don't play with your food, dude. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, uh, what is it you want from us? Well, we would ask the same question of you. Uh, you have approached our city. You have apparently shown the border guards something of note to have had them bring you here. Uh, perhaps you have wished to establish a trading account. No. Uh, yes. No, no. Yes, we no, do wish to open no. an account. Um, no. We wish to trade with the people of this city. Um, we are travelers, you see, and we come across many rare goods in our travels, uh, most of which are quite valuable, and we'd like to uh, offload load some of those uh, valuables here to boost your economy, if you will. Ixnay on the Isley. Um. <laughs> Thorn, Thorn is... Mithrin loses the focus of the human as he sort of turns slowly, nonchalantly, but uh, turns his attention upon Thorn, and he goes, Ah, someone who understands, and who might you be? Oh no! So in the background, I'm going. I understand. <laughs> he speaks for himself, not the party. Does anybody so. say this yet? No. No. <laughs> I of would. I, not. I, I would like to actually, though, since that we're all in close enough for mind link. I'm assuming with Genesee mm -hmm. or with the excuse me with the Sanitari. Got you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I, I would. I would like to be uh, saying. Uh, to her, I'm like, uh, maybe it's a good time to bring up the whole, you know, drow situation and, you know, the attack on town and all that. 
I'm gonna wait for Thorn to answer, and when he's done, <clears throat> I have something that I want to do. But let ah. me first. Okay. By the way, um, over okay. the mind link, they're sort of the sound, uh, just kind of in you know the background, like maybe down a hallway or something, if there was one. Uh, Xanatari and I are aware of the sound, but the the sound of like little kids when they get like to the bottom of a glass or something, and they've got a straw, and it's just that kind of sucking sound. Yep. Yes. There's there's just a smidge of that over the mind link. So there's there's like a little fuzzy kind of whatever, or it may not be over the mind link. It's like psychic static. Or is it like not a private channel? Is that what you're saying? Not quite sure, but there's there's kind of a this. So someone must have be having a really really good smoothie somewhere. <laughs> there's no idea what you're talking around here. Does it whisper doom? No. <laughs> okay. Fine. Good to know. It's okay. a Jamba juice around here somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is heaven. Okay. All right. So Thorn. in response, yes. So in response, in response to this, uh, I guess, good sir. My name is Thorn of No Land, uh, and I make a living by acquiring goods. Uh, and these goods, uh, although lovely uh, to travel with, can be quite cumbersome. So I would like to. Partake of business, if you will, and unburden myself of these goods. They will fetch quite a price, I can guarantee you. There's sort of a moment of an air... Qu the, the human kind of raises his hands just a little bit off the uh, um, chair and kind of gives the generation of an air quote as uh, Thorne says that he finds things. <laughs> Um, on other people. Cesar, were you about to say something? I was just, uh, as Thorn is talking, I'd like to make an insight check to watching the the two uh, individuals in front of us and try to figure out if, by what they said before and how they're reacting to Thorn's uh, speech, if this might be a transaction that might be what uh, future Cesar was referencing in terms of us buying basically uh, membership or whatever into the city. Okay. Are you going to, uh, you want to roll on that? Sure. Okay. 17. Okay. Uh, you believe that, um, judging from your analysis of the flag and some other things going on here and kind of maybe the verbiage, yeah, you're you're thinking in a very high percentage this is actually what's kind of going on here. Okay. Thorn, uh the human responds back to you and we trade in many things, many odd things and some mundane things, but we we have always found an agreeable price, but trading takes a certain degree of liquid Liquid capital, perhaps. I can brew but beer for you. Capital. <laughs> perhaps. And there's sort uh, of... At the end, that S sort of sounds like the 
straw from the Jamba juice. <laughs> if it if it were written, would it be dollar signs? Um, it's kind of getting near actually the uh the the Hannibal Lecter Clarice. Uh, fa- yeah, fava beans thing, kind of. Yeah. It's Voldemort. Where <laughs> <laughs> the giraffe screaming? Expelliarmus. Yep. What? Okay. <laughs> a thorn. Yeah. Yep. Show him the money. I think is what he's kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously, this is a man of eloquent words, and so I say, sir. Obviously, you are. Uh, you you need physical proof. And so, very casually, I reach into the money bag secured at my belt to slip one of the gems out uh, of the purse, ensuring that says it doesn't see it. Um, and I, I take a step towards the, the deck. Hold on. <laughs> you threw three of them on the floor. He knows you stole it. <laughs> you know I don't know whether he knows. He knows. No, I don't know. I don't know if he knows. He could have just seen the coins. Anyway, I thought I'd take a step forward. Carefully, but Hang on, you've got some. Uh, back. Oh, no. Facts. Wizards in the. No, no, facts. I know. It's the dingoes, they're chewing on the wires. <laughs> wizards in the wires. <laughs> Drop back. Drop out. Come back. Sick, sick your koalas on them. <laughs> I kicked him out. He's gonna hate me. Your connection's been transported. Oh wait. Here, I'm gonna get him back. Sandwiches. 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 Okay. Are I'm you hungry. Back? I'm sorry, but yeah. you're having a Perth of bandwidth. Ah, 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 ah. That's uh, so bad. <laughs> see. <laughs> I love it. I don't have to live, live with, with this, it, so I love it. <laughs> Okay, so I let's let's kick this off again, shall we? So I slip the gem casually out of my my coin bag. Um, I take a step forward to the desk, making sure that I don't like provoke the guards. And I say, "Ah, oh, sir, so would you perhaps like to see what I have to offer?" And I lay the stone that I'd taken from Cesar earlier. Uh, <laughs> And put it onto the desk uh, for him to see. Um, I, is there actually like a, a like a velvet cushion or or something that he has that he uses to appraise like gems and stuff? There actually is. You didn't quite see it before, but um, as you get right up onto the table, you see that in in the center there's a nice velvet cushion recessed into uh, the thing in a have, very. Have... Go ahead. In a, very, in a very nice gem loop, and uh, a very nice set of scales. It's actually for his cat, but yeah. <laughs> have have our mounts come in with us? <laughs> <laughs> Clyde, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow I don't think they're going to let a giant spider into a golden, right, golden our, gilded hole. Have our normal mounts entered with us? <laughs> Ouch. Um... <laughs> You have the feeling that uh, if you needed something brought from outside, uh, it could easily be fetched for you. Could, would it, 
I think as Thorn is doing this, Caesar would actually make his way out to the mounts if he's not stopped while that's going on. Um, you are, in fact, uh, stopped. Uh, there is uh, from... Well, you're not quite sure where, but there is an extremely large uh, minotaur that uh, extends a hand towards you as you take about six steps away and sort of motions you to pause and gives you a kind of uh, quizzical look until um, another human appears far less well not far less but a step below the dress level of the attendant behind the uh the very important looking human guy okay and the human guy seems kind of tired you know maybe he's just had kind of a long night maybe there's you know been a lot of traffic today but he inquires as to uh what you may need and uh, begs forgiveness that uh, you will not be able to leave at this point in time until the um, discussions have been finished. I, uh, dis- I, to not disrupt, I don't, I'm doing this kind of while Thorne is doing his thing, so I'm mm-hmm. not talking over him, just talking quietly to the man and ask him to bring uh, the bag or bags that contain the portion of the platinum that was given to me by future me. Okay. For this purpose, and ask him to bring it in to me. Okay. Um, the uh, the human makes a some series of hand gestures towards the minotaur, and the minotaur moves off towards the entrance way to uh, apparently uh, get what you need. Um, the human kind of slinks away and uh, is soon lost from view somehow. All right, Cesar turns and rejoins Xanatari and uh, Mithrin. Okay. Um, Cesar, as you're you're coming back, uh, roll a passive perception for me, please. Roll? Sorry. um, What is my passive perception? If, uh, hang on, let me see. 21. I have 24. Okay. And since I have not beaten that, you are within. Um, As you're coming back and sort of whipping around, you realize that there are some flaws to the machinery for a couple moments, uh, the engineering. There's some gaps of what appear to be uh, plaster and uh, mortar brick. Okay. And the room itself seems a bit smaller for a time. It's kind of like, wow, that, you know, I didn't realize we were kind of off to the left that much. Hmm. The entire city's a transformer. But when you look over at the table at what um, Thorne is doing, you realize that in the center of the table is a very nice sort of new age kind of scale. Inlaid in the center of the table. Okay. Um, some sort of uh, neat weights and measurements type deal. Uh-huh. Okay. 
and uh, that sense is still with me, or did it was it fleeting what you described? It was fleeting. Okay. Hmm. Could I make an arcana check? An arcana check to see if maybe this is all an illusion or something. The the grandiosity or the scale of the room, things like that. Sure. All right. It's a nine plus. Where is it? Scroll up. Uh, twenty three total. Twenty three total. Your bat sense is buzzing, dear sir. Hmm. You're not okay. quite able to peel away. Right. But you sort of got that uh, sort of uh, bent edge on the sticker to sort of work at. Right. I, I feel the seams. Yeah. You know, the, to kind of to kind of um, mm-hmm. peel away at for a, a few more rolls down the down the line, and uh, we'll do a skills challenge as we um, continue to talk with uh, Thorn, and then we'll go over to uh, Mithrin and Xanatari, because uh, Xanatari wanted to do something as well. What we'll do is, once uh, we get through with Xanatari, we will break the episode, and then we'll pick up with uh, the next one, okay? Great. Yep. Thorn, you were... Hmm? 55 minutes, that'd be good. Okay, well, we're going to run a smidge long, but we'll be fine. Um, Thorn, you were talking to the guy. You were about to put the gem down, but uh, what were you going to say? Um, no, okay, so what I was going to do is I, I placed the gem on the on the pillow, um, and, and I sort of, in a hushed tone, I say, Sir, have you ever seen anything as ex- as exquisite as this that I can guarantee you that this is something that you've never ever seen before. The the guy in the chair sort of moves just ever slightly forward to look down at the gem and his eyes narrow as if appraising it and kind of looks uh, slightly left, slightly right and you know, tilt of his heads here and there. And he goes, yes, I've seen many such that have been better, but also lesser. This is a a good quality, but it in of itself will not do for the purposes here. Sir, you offend. I went through a lot of trouble to get this gem. We have this. This. Ge- this is a. This is one of the the the, the rare ghost gems from uh, from. Plus, <laughs> Jack failed that place. <laughs> Quick! What was our last adventure called? Keep on the winter. Quick! Shadowfell. 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 Yes, one of the the, the rare gems of uh, of Shadowfell, the ghost gems. We have certain. Even for this gem, qualifications. Okay. The qualifications, I... sir. Qualifications. How dare you? How dare you? There, there's, there's again just the faintest movement forward. Of course, I dare. I I'm the one on this you. end of the table. No Let's switch sides. No. 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 <laughs> Rotating table. Yeah. I'm not quite. I'm not it's quite actually done. Actually, mm. Susan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Mithrin. I want to interrupt. You yes. don't let me. 
<laughs> We're ending Sanitari. Oh. Yes. yes, I was going to say, I would like to let Sanitari go. <laughs> <laughs> While all this is happening, the second he bends over to peruse this gem, I'm going to take Bert and throw him into the air. Okay. Because Bert is really sensitive to evil, and I want to see if Bert freaks out and attacks or whatever he's going to do. Bert does not go on the attack. Bert is sensitive. You know, he's perhaps, moody. perhaps yeah, yeah. He, he's he's moody. Perhaps you know, a glass of wine, some flowers, maybe a thank you for hello orbiting my head type thing. Um, he's not all peaches and cream, but he's not. Deter- <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not detecting an immediate undead evil. Well, he's not only cute, cute to undead, but okay. Well, in terms of there's not suddenly like the you know the the his light comes out and suddenly everything burns away. Okay, like the deal. shadows too. But the, yeah, like the shadows. But there's something going on that he's kind of eh, eh, well. Uh, 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 mm, Orbit, orbit, or uh, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Indecisive Bert. Mm. Indecisive Bert. Then I want to cast my Bastion of Mental Clarity. Okay. Um, I don't even have to roll. <coughs> Myself and each ally within the burst erect a psychic shield to protect my mind and my allies, and ward them. Okay. You also gain a plus four power bonus to your will until the end of the next turn, my ally. Okay. Um, there is still the slight sound of uh, the the Jamba Juice. Um, it sounds just a a, a smidge more mm, like a like a like a thicker liquid than you know slurping chocolate milk, but um. There's not a sudden snapping of anything that you detect. That you, your shields go up, but you don't feel like you were under attack, and suddenly you're not. Okay. Um, the human sitting in the chair does glance from just a moment in your general direction. Mithrin, continue. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but they were all <laughs> literally interrupts. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, that's absolutely fine. Um, I will pay for that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More rum, sir. More rum. I would like to actually roll a perception check on the guy holding the fruit. Um, Because while these guys are talking, I'd like to be looking at that dude and see what he's doing. So, um, ooh, nice. Uh, That's going to be a 24. Are you looking... I'm looking to see person? what I'm looking or are you looking at the person? I'm looking at the guy and I'm seeing like what his expression is, like is he following the conversation? Is he just vacantly like I'm holding fruit? Is he like what's his interest level? You know, that kind of that kind of thing. He's, he's very focusedly holding the fruit. Yeah, just is, he like, is he like, this is the most level platter I have ever held. You know, like, you look at this. The, the grapes, they don't even roll. It's the, 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 the platter is exquisitely held. Okay. Um, the grapes have not uh, 
moved. But um, for a moment, and then as you're kind of focusing an even longer moment, you sort of realize that this guy is not just sort of tuning out in terms of, okay, my boss is talking business. I don't know of anything. He's extremely glazed over as if under the effects of something. Sure. And there appears to be a tube that is running down from the side of his head, uh, sort of back behind his ear, into what uh, you thought it was kind of like a wine glass or a goblet. There appears to be some sort of small hookah-type object that he is holding. And from the hookah, there appears to be a tube running to the person sitting in the chair. Mind flare drug dealer. I knew it. Uh, (laughs) Um... Okay, well, upon seeing that, I am going to uh, let uh, Xanatari know that I have seen this through the mind link. Being like, watch the guy with the fruit. There's something crazy going on here with the uh, the sucking and the straw and the jamba. So, <laughs> be watching. Well, technically, we're not under mind attack because I would have been able to interrupt that. So now I'm confused about exactly what's happening, what they're siphoning off of us. It might be not off of us, though. It might just be off of that dude. But it's the fact that this guy has some kind of... uh, Well, let's just say he's using a straw to suck the mind out of another person, and that's never good. I've never known that to turn out to be like, all right, great, and here's a bouquet. You know, it always ends up being bad, so... Just beware. Again, I've got this mental image of just a really long, sort of bendy straw coming and yeah. sucking at Mithrin's head. Be yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's sort of batting like the... away. He's just like, stop that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's like Thorin, an what's the sound? What's the sound? I keep hearing. Brain sucker. <laughs> yeah. Starving. I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Mm. With this, uh, Xanatari, take us out. Okay, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonored.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast, 100 episodes with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at greatareapodcast.com and the other at supernumber1.lipson.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. And chat, we All hail the Hypnothorn! Say, say, say it. Say it. What? Well, ah, the gang, yeah. Okay, yeah.